Welcome to the Peace and Purpose Podcast. This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only. It should not be considered medical, nutritional, psychological, or any other form of advice. If you need specific advice, please consult a professional. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another week. And we have a great guy with us. His name is James Edwards. Um, so he has a podcast called the Keep It Up Lifting Podcast. I saw it, and I was like, bang, this guy is doing some incredible things. And we wanted him to come on our show, and hopefully you guys can get some value out of him. So... Without further ado, let's jump right in. So, James, our first question is, you know, you're a guy of great character, and that's clear to see. What have been some things in your life that have changed your outlook and have been monumental in making you the person you are today? Something that shaped me as a, as a person was um, just going through a lot of traumatic events and uh, being homeless at some point, you know, that was... Um, that was a very tough time because uh, I had a girlfriend at the time. We lived with her dad and, or, well, he lived with us. So we were taking care of him. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was like the bad part about this whole thing. So um, I ended up having to, you know, try to get a job. I was trying to get a job everywhere. Like I couldn't even get a job at Pizza Hut at the time. <laughs> It was like really bad. And um, I was either like overqualified or or uh, or I needed to drive for certain positions that I was applying for. And the problem with driving was I had found out at that time that my license was expired. So I had to take the driving test all over again, <laughs> which sucks uh, if you guys have taken a driving test, of course. Right. So um that was, that was a lot, man. So I, you know, I was just living on a lot of friends' couches. Um, and prior to that, I was living on a lot of friends' couches and I was staying with one friend, but her place wasn't that big. And um, she was a bit of an introvert and a loner. So I didn't want to disturb her, her space. So I ended up, um, I think I was just sleeping in my car, man, a lot, <laughs> a lot of nights. Like I would leave, I would stay with her for like two, three days and I would just go sleep in my car just to kind of keep it, keep um, the situation comfortable because, you know, I think the job that she was working, she couldn't make enough money to afford two grown adults anyway. So um, just to balance that situation out. But the greatest thing about this was, uh, I actually got the job that I had applied to while I was unemployed. And my mom was the one who had took me to this interview. And the craziest part was I was so ungrateful about this experience because I forgot what the job told me, but they just said they had to run a, a background check. And it was one of those um, hiring events where they would just hire you on the spot. So I was so upset that they wouldn't hire me on the spot. And my mom at the time, the, the AC in her car like stopped working. So this is like a 98 degree day where she takes me to this interview that's far away and she waits in her car and I get out of this interview where I got the job. <laughs> but um, because I didn't get the job that day, all I could do was complain. And my mom was just sitting there listening to me, you know? 
So I think that led to me being homeless and her or me not having a place to stay. And she was like, I don't care. <laughs> not I don't care, but, you know, uh, just a lesson learned, because eventually when I did get the job or I had to go and interview, um, my mom did let me come back home to get back on my feet. But I think it was just that type of lesson where um, I had to learn about being grateful and I had to learn that, you know, you had to, you got to have some type of faith in the fact that things are going to work out. They may not work out when you want them to, but if you just keep going, you keep trying things, you keep trying to make a way, like things will work out. And yes, I didn't tell the story about getting my license back, but I did get my license back. Of course. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, we like a happy ending. <laughs> Dude, that, hey, I just want to say, uh, not knowing you that well, James, that is a beautiful story to see you here with the mic in front of you today, doing what you're doing on your podcast. So props to you, man. That is wonderful. That's so inspiring. Uh, listeners, we, one thing we like to focus on is those going through tough times, those struggling with anything. You know, we all have different life struggles. Hear James out. This man is killing it now. He's got his own podcast. So, James, that's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, I'm going a, I'm to a dig a little deep here. Like I said, answer what you will. What were some of the thoughts? What were some of the things that were constant on your mind in these tough times that you were going through? I mean, was there some hope to it? Was there was there faith at that point, or was it? Could you talk us a little through that? Well, uh, I do believe in God, by the way. So I'm a Christian. I don't want to get it like I don't get into depth about that, just because I I personally believe that um, you should lead a certain lifestyle all the time, and and be well knowledgeable in the Bible to kind of speak on uh, religion on a consistent basis, you know? Um, but yeah, it was, I was, my thoughts during that time was, uh, man, sorry to blow into the mic. Um, my thoughts during that time was that like, what, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't lose faith, but I definitely was, um, depressed, sad, like I had the woe is me kind of thought process. And the craziest part is, yes, I was homeless, but I had friends. I had places to go. Some people have nowhere to go. Some people have no mom to tell them no. <laughs> you know, um, some people have no mom to take them to their, <laughs> their job interview, right? That kind of put me where I am today, you know? So uh, that led to a chain of events that got me right here. And uh, I just, I mean, I really didn't have faith. Uh, I, you know, you kind of pray at that time. And we always kind of pray in our deepest, darkest moments. You never have like this, uh, this grand achievement and you're praying as hard as you would pray <laughs> at those times. Right. So, but no, um, everybody was supportive and, but I was really down, man. I was really depressed. Um, at that time I was drinking a lot. Like it was, it was bad, you know? So I was, I was really sad. I just remember, I remember being sad. Like I lost my, well, I quit my job, but I felt like I lost my job. I lost my girl <laughs> and I lost a place to stay. 
and uh I was like in desperate need of getting a job so that I could keep my car and get my license back, you know? Um, so it was, it was a lot going on at that time, man. But I just, uh, I think one day it just hit me like, this is going to work out. I think when I got the call about the job or, um, maybe I was just riding around or something. I was just like, I'm going to figure this out, you know? But it was, I'm th- I'm sure it was the job. <laughs> I'm sure it was a job that I got the call, but it was hard, man. It was a hard time, but I've had even harder times, which is kind of crazy, uh, having a place to stay. So it's, I mean, I've, I've had, I've lived, I've lived without power for a week because I couldn't pay the BG&E bill, you know? So like, I just know that, like I said, like there's a lot of life to live and you go through things, but those things just pass. Like you, you figure it out along the way, especially kind of coming out of my situation, like having a single parent, you know? Um, And my mom's like well-educated, well-off, but she still has like, I did this myself. So you have to figure it out yourself, you know? Yeah, man, I I just sad and depressed constantly every day because you got to think about it. Even if I'm with friends and they're feeding me or uh, we're watching something or we're having a good time, I know in my mind that I didn't pay for anything. I know in my mind that I don't have a job to go to tomorrow. I know in my mind that I don't have a place to stay, you know, so and I know in my mind that I'm ducking the repo, man. (laughs) So it was just so much going on at that time. But yeah, man, you just got to believe that things are going to work. And, and if you, you know, if you are religious, you got to have faith that those things are going to work out. So Corbin, you, you, I think you want to say, yeah, something? I've got something for him. So, and I think you touched on this, but I, I want to go ahead and pose the question. If you had to put it in one sentence, just a few words, what did you learn from that experience? The homelessness, the, the depression, the, down on yourself just doubting yourself what did you learn coming out of that uh I'm really big on planning and I think that a lot of people don't plan you 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 never plan for things to not go especially when you're young like I was younger during this time this is probably like 12 years ago maybe uh, or 10 years ago, something like that. So I made decisions with no plan and yes, plans don't work, but, uh, I could have financially planned to leave the job. I could have, um, I could have just talked to my girlfriend about the stresses that I was having and how I felt like I was going to quit instead of just coming. Like I had responsibility. So, but you also plan for things to go wrong. And, and in those moments, something going wrong your whole plan falls apart you just know that you just have to pivot and keep going like that's what I talk about all the time is just keep going like you you have to confidently believe that if you are if you are working at being better things will get better it may not get better in the time that you think it will get better in but it will get better like that's just I mean that's what I preach all the time is you know, you got to uplift yourself in those moments and you got to know, like, these things will pass. Like it's not going to rain forever unless you live in Seattle. 
No, <laughs> just very <laughs> true. Um, I had a question. How did you initially wrap your head around the concept of if I keep going, things will change? How did you manifest that belief in your life? Because I know that, I mean, it's one of those things that people may have difficulty doing. So I was curious about your experience. Um, you, <laughs> you know how uh, your parents will say, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. Like when you, when you, a lot of reflection, honestly, um, I just sit back and I think about, like I said, how things lead to everything led to where I'm at right now. Right. So I didn't see it at the time, but when you start to sit back, when you start to have some success in life, even little success. And I think that's what we don't see. Um, like I was skinny as a twig and then I started lifting weights and I got big, broad shoulders. Right. But that didn't happen initially, but maybe in two, three months, like if you, if you take, uh, I, when I was training for a bodybuilding competition, I was taking photo pictures every week for my coach and I could see those small little changes. And then in eight weeks, I was like, who is this guy? Right. It's, it's just, you know, you can't always take a, uh, you can't always take a picture in life, but you can take mental pictures, man. You got to really absorb what is actually happening and how'd you get here. When you look, when you start to look back and recap, that's why I also say write a lot of things down, you know, because when you journal and you take or you got like daily updates or even weekly updates, that also is like a process of planning, man. You you really can see how you were able to build to where you are now. So that's what that's just reflection, man. I don't think a lot of people evaluate or I call it auditing yourself. Like you should always audit yourself daily if you can. Well, not daily, weekly, monthly, you know, yearly. Yeah, it beats the IRS doing it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. J- James, I got to first say there are so many gold nuggets that you have from your learning experience. And I, I got to say, we're excited so much to have you on our podcast so our listeners can see, hear what you have to offer from your experience. It seems like I'm learning so much right here. I'm inspired so much right here. Um, but that's that's awesome. It truly is awesome, your story, and now your mindset with the hope you have, the motivation you have, the inspiration you have. Um, I wanted to see, this is one thing I'm always curious about in these stories is there had to be some type of turning point. It might not have been one moment. It might have been multiple moments or a period of time. Could you pinpoint or walk us through some of those times to when that hope started to build, when that faith started to build, when that motivation started to build, when your mindset started changing and you started thinking a lot differently than you had before? Um, do you mind walking us through either, either those moments, those experiences, or that time frame of when that started to change? Uh, it really started after I got that job, man. Um, so the job gave me the opportunity to get certified, to get a better paying job that allowed me to have weekends and vacation and things like that. So through, um, my six, cause the, I got a job in the same field that I was working in before prior to getting the job at the bank. So I kind of went backwards, but the company that I was working for, I was making more money in sales, but I wanted to get out of sales. That's why I left sales in the first place. 
but this job offered, I, I remember signing up and training day one for the certifications. And I got turned down for several, 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 many thousand jobs, it, it seemed like, because um, I just didn't have that experience in tech. So you can have every certification in the world, but if you've never done the work before, uh, just through getting that job and getting those certifications and then finally landing a job and I butchered the interview, but the, um, my boss, my boss to be, he saw that I was taking notes during the interview and he said, you didn't really have a lot of the right answers, but you were taking notes to figure out the answers. You asked detailed questions. And I like somebody who wants to learn and wants to grow. So um, that's eventually after that. And then working at that company and seeing, um, to be frankly honest, seeing other black people who were successful, <laughs> like I've seen my mom be successful and I've been around her and she's, you know, introduced me to other people, but seeing other young black people making good money and um, just being in that environment was encouraging. And it, it just kind of, I just never lost confidence from there. But there's also a, a guy I was working with and he really inspired me. He inspired me to start running every day, start, you know, trying to lose weight and just his positive attitude just kind of stuck to me. And uh, I just never let it go. So that's really was a turning point, man. Going through all of that and then coming out of that, I felt unstoppable. And I just feel that way now. So you think after you got the job, that sort of started your, your hope snowball? And then whenever you got around those other guys, you, you really took off? Or did the hope start before you saw the materialization of the hope? Or did the hope sort of, was that like a product? The hope was the, the, the job was... Okay, but the certifications, the dedication I was doing to getting certified. So after I got my first cert in tech and I knew nothing so about computers or anything at that time, right? I hated tech. My mom worked in tech. I was like, I don't want to do that. And um, not it, it didn't come natural. I put in hours and hours and hours. I think I failed the first time. I think I, no, I nailed that test and then I failed the second one. And I like failed it by six points or something like that. So I went back and took it because they had a free retake. And under that pressure, I passed. And after that, I just, I just would, I was just relentless, man. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to take any opportunity for granted anymore. So me getting a job where they would give you free learning, that just doesn't happen. They, they literally are trying to get you away from the job <laughs> or promote you within the company, right? You know, by educating you. So I, I took that opportunity and just um, just just went went after it, man. And I, I've had ups and downs since then and, and doubts, but uh, just being at home, not going out on weekends or studying for endless hours, cutting off my social media at times, and and the success I saw when I just constantly focused, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, it's I don't even call it hope. I just have faith in my I have faith in myself. I have faith in what I believe in. And you kind of have to be a little delusional, like you have to be crazy a little bit 
you know, because even the people who support you sometimes are like, yeah, 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 whatever. It's, you know, your parents are going to say it, your friends are going to say it, but seeing is believing. And a lot of my friends didn't think I was going to work in tech. Like people I grew up with or went to high school with, they asked me what I do. And, you know, I tell them about it. They're like, what? That's crazy. Like you do that. That's not what I thought you were going to do when you graduated high school. I can tell you that, you know, <laughs> so it, it's just, um, you have to believe in yourself, man. Unrelenting belief. That's cool. I, I love the concept of having to have the self-trust, the self-belief, the God trust, the, the combination of that, because yes, I, we actually have gone back to this biblical story several times this season, and it's, it's the one, there's 12 disciples in a boat. Actually, I'm finishing up uh, writing my, my first book, actually, and this is the first chapter, and it's about faith and courage, essentially. But anyway, the story, you know, these disciples, they wake up in the boat, and they see Jesus standing out on the water. And Jesus is standing there, and they're like, oh, my gosh, okay, it's got to be a, a ghost. Like, we've never seen somebody do this thing, essentially, is what they're saying. Like, this is wild, y'all. Um, and... They're like, oh, no, it's, it's not Jesus, whatever. Um, and then Paul, I believe it is, calls out to him. Well, no, not Paul. I forget which disciple called out to him. But anyway, one of the disciples called out and said, hey, is, is that you, essentially? And he was like, yeah, man. Um, and he's like, come on and walk out to me. And, you know, the disciple hops out of the boat and starts walking across the water while all the other disciples are like, man, don't do that. Like, what are you thinking? Um, and... I think that's an illustration. It's like, you know, there's 11, even though the one person walked out of the boat, there's 11 guys standing in the boat saying, don't do it, man. Right. But him stepping out into the uncertainty, that was the thing that paid off for him. Mm. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. And if you think about it in that context, you know, 11 out of 12 people are going to be saying, you can't do that. Like, that's dumb, man. It's too risky. Like, you're not, you know, you can't do that. You can't walk on water. But I think if you fall into that temptation and don't trust, trust yourself to be able to walk out on the water or trust your faith in God to stand out there and say, come on to me, um, I think it comes problematic if you don't have that strong because you will fall into the, oh, man, well, the boat's cozy. You know, that water looks kind of cold. Um, so I think that's really cool. Yeah, I'm man, stepping mentioned. out on faith, literally. Stepping yes. out on faith, yeah. Um, and before we get into our – actually, no – Here's our next question for you. <laughs> okay. um, so the next question is, what has been the most courageous thing you've ever done? Uh, man, I don't know. Uh, you know, we got to hit you with the deep questions now. Yeah, I have no clue, man. Living. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but living, man. Um, just uh, recently I was in uh, – I was in Colorado and I like there was like this uh, trail that was pretty crazy. So for me, that was like climbing to the it's like Devil's Mountain or something. So climbing to the top of that is like the most courageous thing I've done, because one, I actually don't like heights. Yeah, I really don't. Um, and I was trying not to, you know, like tell my friend when we were out there because I'm in Colorado and we're supposed to be hiking. Like, what am I going to do? Right. But that was like one of the most courageous things I've ever done um, for, for me. But 
I don't know, man. I, I guess that that would be it. Just climbing that that crazy mountain and standing at the top of the mountain, looking over like the whole city of Boulder. Yeah. So, so you did that basically because you couldn't go back and say anything. Yeah, man. I'm I'm scared of heights. Essentially. Have you guys ever went hiking? Yeah. yeah. Right, and you know, like when you're on the edge of the mountain, and like that trail, the trails aren't always the best. I I don't know if I've had that experience. That's probably that's that's got to take some courage right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you fall off, you die. Like that was uh for me that's one of the most courageous things I've ever done. But I don't know, I think um I mean being there for people uh you know kind of uh whether it's money or whether it's just physically being there I think that takes courage. I think a lot of things are courageous. You know, I think we we kind of overcomplicate that. Or we we make it seem like it has to be this grandiose thing, and that's not true. You know, sometimes uh, you know taking a taking a sick person to the hospital nowadays is courageous, right? Like if they think they have COVID, and you take them to the hospital, that takes some courage because you could potentially get COVID. You know, so I, I just feel like. I feel like just like I said, living, man, living and being being there or being on camera, us talking on these microphones, like that's courageous because we're sharing messages with people that could potentially be influential. And we have to deal with the repercussions if though the influence causes them to do anything negative, right? Like I tell people that they are limitless. And if someone jumps out of a airplane without a parachute because uplifting said to do that that i would have to you know i not not to say that would happen but you you see what i'm saying like there are there are uh negatives to um our message and there are positives to our message at, at the same time so it, it's it's really courageous for us to take these leaps of faith so i got a question for you and it's i want to as specific as you possibly can in that moment, because you say, we you know, we choose to be courageous very often. Right before you gain the active, how do you gain the activation energy to do the courageous thing? What, why? Like, what is your motivation? Why, why do the courageous thing to begin with? Um, I think you... <laughs> I think most courageous people fear a lot and the only way to grow is to overcome those fears. So that is pretty much what I typically do in those moments. Like if, okay. if I, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, I've got honestly two questions for you just off of that. So one is why, why do you even want to do the thing to begin with? Like, why even overcome your fears? Um, like, wh- what is what are you looking to achieve by that? And then I can ask you the second question in a, in a sec. Well, if you don't challenge yourself, you're not living. Right? Mm, okay. What's living to you? You know, some people look for happiness. I look for uh, fulfilling, like living in an intentional life. You know, that fulfillment is what keeps me going, wakes me up, gets me out of the bed. Some people don't have that, you know? And I I think that's where some of the sadness and stuff comes in because we're looking for 
something that's temporary, which is happiness. You're never going to be happy all the time. You know, it's just something that's just, you can't obtain that. <laughs> like nobody forever happened. Like it's just an emotion, you know? So when I wake up, uh, I have a list of things to do. I, I got stuff on my whiteboard. I got a calendar here. I got, you know, I have so much to, I've, I've planned. So I'm living with purpose and some people don't live with that purpose. So they're not fulfilled. Got it. So, so living with purpose gives you a, a feeling of fulfillment and what you're going after is the feeling of fulfillment. I'm, I'm just going after living an intentional life and that allows me to be fulfilled. Got it. So living an intentional life creates product of being fulfilled. Yes. And is, and is fulfillment, is it like you're content? Are you excited when you are fulfilled and you have those moments? What is the, what is the rush? I, I don't have a rush, man. I'm all, I'm a very, I try to be as balanced as possible. I think that allows you to, uh, I think that allows you to turn it up when you have to, or, or kind of throttle it back if you need to, but there's never any rush of being fulfilled. I just don't, you know, I'm not, I won't even say content, like, cause I always want more. <laughs> like I always want to be better. Right. Like, and I think that, that's, that's the growth. Um, I'm sorry. I was just saying that's the growth aspect. Yeah, man. If you, like you get better and you know, with growth, there's growing pains. So you're going to have those. And sometimes I'm seeking that. Sometimes I'm looking for that growing pain. Like, I, 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 I probably shouldn't have did that. All right. Well, now I know. Now I know better. Right. <laughs> like usually, those are the those are those teaching moments, man. And that's really what I'm looking for. I think that's awesome, man. This is this is so inspiring to me, like truly. Um, just listening to you, hearing your story, hearing the things that you have to say. I think that was an awesome nugget, too, with the happiness thing. I think that so many people, you know, including myself at one point, it was, I want happiness. And it's like, me and Corbin talked about this. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a moment where it was like, no, it's fulfillment. And you're, you're, and, and, and it was for a, per, you know, fulfillment for a purpose in living a life that's intent. That's beautiful. That is beautiful, man. That's awesome. Um, And the other thing I wanted to say, too, was, I think with your story, at least as far as I see it, you made so many great points with, number one, courageous moments can happen in everyday life. Taking someone, I didn't think about, that's awesome. Like, you're right. You're 100% right. Taking someone to the hospital with everything going on in this world, that's courageous. And the life that you're living too, where, you know, the struggles that you've came from to now, like, that's a courageous life. That whole time period represents being courageous so that's i don't know those are the i'm just i'm excited man this is this is great this is great this is great for you listeners guys have too. way more questions than i probably will have for <laughs> you so you're just going to be talking a lot that is all good hey we wait we can blab pretty well i was like how can i start something where i can hear myself speak a lot <laughs> mm. oh podcast i got it got it okay um <laughs> So yeah, man, I, I'd love to. I'm gonna love to mad gab in a little while, and you guys can try to decode what I'm saying. Um, so anyway, I I was just gonna say I think it's really neat the concept of sustained fulfillment versus temporary happiness, 
And what I wanted to get into even tighter there is, you know, because you do courageous things in order to get fulfillment, you know, and there's usually a downside there, there, or there could be. Maybe there's a danger. What sorts of activities specifically bring you fulfillment? Um, well, I've been walking seven miles every day, so that that's actually pretty good. Uh, um, uh, just helping people, honestly. Um, you know, I, I don't know where you guys have seen me, if you've seen my social media or anything like that, but, like, um, you know, I do a lot of talking, right? And um, when I get comments on TikTok and stuff like that and feedback, like, that's very fulfilling to me like if I help someone get through a time or if I just change the mindset right because that's the whole that's why I name myself uplifting right that's why I go by up if I can't uplift you I, I don't need to be uplifting I want people to think of me when they think of uplifting because that's the type of energy that I'm bringing and I'm not high energy like other motivational speakers I just you know like I said I just keep it calm but that's really encouraging man like that keeps me going just letting me know that I'm touching someone because that's really what I want to do because I um like I, I say this all the time too like everyone can be negative so be one of a kind and keep it uplifting right like but there's so many like be one of a kind because if you look on Instagram you look on Twitter you look anywhere every can't be what moves the world it just can't be that way because how do we get these buildings how did people come up with these ideas they couldn't have been negative the whole way it would have never happened right there's a there was something i was i was looking at where the men who built like the empire state buildings took this picture you guys seen it where it was like the 12 guys sitting on the beam yes those guys could not have been negative <laughs> to do that. Like there was some, there was some positivity and trust in themselves that they could make this happen. Like, Hey, I'm going to be okay here. Right. Cause that, if anything is stepping up, sitting down on faith, <laughs> right? Like that's really, you're on a beam. That's old, like 86 stories over the ground. That's crazy, man. And I, I don't, you know, don't quote me on the 86 stories, but I know it was high. It was, it was too high for me because I don't like that. So. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, that's, uh, I don't know what the question was, but I hope I answered it. <laughs> Doesn't even matter at this point, man. That was awesome. I think, I think the big takeaway from this, guys, sit down on faith. Everybody's, <laughs> I think that's the new catchphrase. All right, T-shirts are coming out, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think that's awesome. Uh, I wanted to continue moving forward with you because I, I I relate with the thing about the best things in life. Actually, the most selfish thing you can do is helping other people, which is su- super counterintuitive. But my lord, the fulfillment is awesome, man! Like it, it's so sweet, and I think too many people don't realize that. And I think that's a great message just to pull out of this. Anyway, moving on to the next question. We love asking this one, Chance. Actually, Chance, do you want to ask this? Chance always likes asking this. Yeah. Thank you for the honors. Yep, James. So my favorite question here, take a second to think if you need to because it's big. If you could put any type of phrase on a billboard, 
where millions of people would see, what would it be? Keep it uplifting. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love it. the, the alley oop. I appreciate that. <laughs> of course. Of course. See, you're seeing it as a positive alley oop. I love, I love your mindset, man. Alley oop. Yeah, but it's much easier for people because we brought on people here who didn't have a brand, and I'm telling yeah. you, one guy was one guy was, or he had a brand, but it wasn't you know the the same. He was like web development, but um, he, I mean, he will. The question stumped him so much. He was like, "Man, I need pickle juice." Like we we were like, "We got to start bringing first aid kits." Because he was in person, we just got to start bringing first aid kits for our for our guests. Man, it, it was messed up. But anyway. Um, this one may be a similar answer we get from you, but I think I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, right now in your life, and I understand this may shift, what do you see as your purpose? Uh, my purpose is to serve, man. And I think, I honestly feel like that's everybody's purpose. Like our purpose is to serve uh, in any capacity. That's why we're here. Like we Action. have kids, we need to serve our children, right? We need to serve our parents as they get older. We're here to serve. We're here to serve our spouses. Like we're we're here to serve. So that is my purpose. Cool. And your way of serving, I think, from a from in a public way through your podcast, you know, it's like uplifting people to serve. And it's sort of like a um you know, in, in chemistry, here's this concept. Hopefully this doesn't get too esoteric, but I'm gonna give it a shot. Um, you know, the more you have mo- you have a lot of molecules floating around in space, and the more you can heat it up and pressurize it, the more they'll bump into each other and give each other energy. I We're think, all energy, bro. Yeah, I think yeah. I think our yeah. job is to sort of turn the little heat dial so that we can all feed off of each other. That yeah, I believe in manifestation. I believe in affirmations. All of that, bro. Like we are energy, and I vibrate high, and I try to deal with people who vibrate high as well, bro. Like, and, and when you vibrate high there, you will get a lot of lower energies that'll try to come into your space. But that is why, like you said, you just keep turning it up. You know what I mean? Cause I'll bring, I'll bring your energy up to my level, you know, that's and that's great. not being cocky or anything. I, I'm just very confident that, um, I don't try to let things razzle me. Like I said, I, we all have highs and lows, but um, constantly uplifting yourself, man. You have to know that, and this too shall pass. Like, always. That's always the case, you know? That's brilliant. Well, guys, you you heard it here right from James. I mean, if you guys want to vibrate at that higher frequency, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you, know, you might want to go check him out. And speaking of that, James, can you tell these people where they can find you, like whether it's social media, podcast, wherever, man? How can they get in touch with you or see your content? All of my social is at Uplifting365, TikTok, Twitter, Pinterest, <laughs> uh, Instagram, Facebook. It's all at Uplifting365. And the podcast, man, is keep it uplifting because you always got to keep it uplifting. Sweet, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. I, I hope that you guys will tune into him so you can benefit, uh, especially if you like what he's saying, because I know for a fact I do. And I think it's really important for you guys to get as many perspectives as you can on these motivational things. You know, even though you may listen to our podcast or 
Um, maybe you listen to his podcast. It's important to hear it said in different ways, I think, because some things resonate with some people and some with others. So getting a wide breadth of that motivational material, I think, is important. So hopefully uh, with all of us together, we can inspire you in some way. We will link to everything of James's of uplifting. Let's not even let's not even say James. Let's we're gonna link all of his contact information as far as um, Instagram, all the social media, his podcast, all those different things in the description. So please check that out. We hope you will. So that is our show for this week. Chance, did you have any final remarks you wanted for him? I did. I just want to say, typically, maybe it's the other way around, but it was an honor to have you on this podcast. I was. I was blessed to hear your story, hear the content you had. I was motivated. I was inspired. There was a lot of gold nuggets in that. I'm excited. This is I'm one of those guys that's more monotone on the podcast, but dude, you've got me excited. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, this has been wonderful. Y'all, please do check out this man's podcast. Check out Uplifting podcast so um. yeah and a better i mean a great reason for you we're about to do an episode on his show so you know you might check that out and be like man this guy's got some good ideas and then just keep listening but i'm not going to tell you to do that okay uh, i didn't tell you to do that um anyway so we will see you next week we're going to have another wonderful awesome guest and i hope you have a wonderful week we love you love you love you pieces if you are enjoying or benefiting from our show and you'd like to spread the love You can do so by subscribing, downloading, and telling your friends and family about us, especially if you feel that they could benefit as well. Also, if you'd like to access our show notes, which includes any resources that we may speak about during the show, you can do so by clicking the down arrow, the details button, or the abridged paragraph, depending on the platform from which you are listening. We want to thank you for your continued support. We really appreciate it. The Peace and Purpose Podcast is a participant in the Amazon Services LLC Associates Program, an affiliate advertising program designed to provide means for creators to earn advertising commissions by advertising and linking to Amazon.com and its affiliated sites. Thank you for joining us on the Peace and Purpose Podcast. See you next week.